Hi, I'm Christina Davis, and welcome to the Crazy Nomad Podcast, where we talk about the real side of working and living as a digital nomad, the raw, unfiltered, crazy, funny, wild, sometimes difficult side of those living outside of the normal nine to five. So get ready, sit back, because here are some crazy nomads. Well, guys, welcome back to the Crazy Nomad Podcast. I am super excited to have my friend Gigi on today. She is a professional matchmaker, which I found so intriguing as soon as I heard. So I was like, girls got to come on, have to learn something or know something. But anyway, thanks for coming on. I'm so excited to have you here. Hello, Christina. I'm (laughs) super excited to be here. This is my first time being interviewed. Usually I'm interviewing thousands of people a year all about love, all about romance, all about dating. So I'm really excited to kind of give you some insight and to give your uh, listeners some insight about the dating world. Yeah, I would love it. Um, Coming from someone who really sucks at it, um, I think that there's a lot of insights I'm able to gain. So how did you get into this? Like, tell us the backstory, all of it. So it's really interesting because I actually used to work in banking, which was totally not aligned with like my own personal gifts. Yeah. Um, ever since I was, uh, you know, super young, a teenager, I was giving like unsolicited advice in the dating world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I used to hang out with a lot of the fellas. And so I had some insight of, as to, you know, how they thought and yep. their thought process and all that good stuff. And then my older sister was more on the girly side. So she had a lot of these like girlfriends mm-hmm. who were super heartbroken. So I used to observe from a distance and then I'd give like unsolicited advice and I'd just be like, hey, if you do this and this and that, you know, you're going to really trap this guy. And yeah. you're going to make a fall for you because, you know, I had the insight from the fellas. Yeah. So anyways, I got into banking. Um, I was doing the whole nine to five thing, the whole uh, climbing the corporate ladder. Basically, yeah. what we believe is the American dream. And I was doing pretty well. I was excelling. Um, and it finally got to the point that I was just like, you know what? This isn't for me. And it, it mm-hmm. was when I reached a peak in my career yeah. where I was actually starting to get licenses to put me more on the wealth sector. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so I ended up quitting and I was like, I'm going to travel the world. You know, I was doing the whole (laughs) hippie dippy thing. I had no plan. I was winging it. And coming. Oh, I went to the first place that I went to was Paris. And I was there alone. I did the whole couch surfing thing. I did the whole Paris romance thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's hard not to those French boys. I see what happens. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, from there, that kind of just fueled this desire to have more of that. Mm. Um, You know, so I did go back to work for a year and then from there I was just like I can't do this I have to like go all in and at that point in time I was actually about to buy a house I was in my late 20s so again doing the whole American dream thing I was like I'm about to buy a house I'm in my late 20s this is amazing and so on paper it made sense like I was making my parents proud on paper and they're like yes go daughter go you know come on this this. is what we you know we left Dominican Republic for this But then I was like, oh, no, I'm about to disappoint them. But I'm about to make myself really happy. So I quit my job again, like was like, I have to leave. Um, And uh, yeah, I didn't sign uh, the papers for the house and I went to travel. And then eventually, um, with time, I decided I didn't want to come back to the conventional life. Yeah. And I uh, started looking for work and I was at first aligned with many work that had to do with like finance and stuff like that. But then I saw a matchmaking gig and I'm like, oh my God, 
oh my god, <laughs> this does not really exist. Yeah. Like my inner child was jumping for joy and I just like went in and I just wrote the most amazing cover letter about, yeah. you know, my history with providing unsolicited love advice yeah. here and there and just my own love story at the time. And yeah, I ended up getting interviewed. The interview process was really lengthy and it was extreme. Sure. Um, but, you know, I went through it and I was like, no, this is what I meant to do. This is what I want to do. And so, yeah, I, I got in and and the rest is history. It's been uh, five years. That's insane. Yes. So I've been in the in the dating world for five years. How has it been? It's been. Whew, <laughs> it has been such a learning experience. Like you wouldn't believe because I interview thousands of people a year. Mm -hmm. And so I'm interviewing, you know, females and males about their love life and their expectations and their interests and criteria and all this other stuff. And so it's just been such a learning experience where I'm like literally dissecting the dating world and just like going into the belly of the beast and realizing oh my god we are kind of doomed you know with everything (laughs) that i'm learning i'm like oh my god we're fucking doomed yeah like our generation is slightly doomed and i don't mean to come on here (laughs) without you know positive vibes but i sometimes when i'm done with a call i'm like (laughs) holy yeah shit I would probably be one of those calls, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Very likely, yeah. But so, so how does it work, like, in terms of, like, what, when you meet, like, when someone comes and you interview them, like, how, what's the process like? Like, what do you, how do you match people? How does it all work? Well, first and foremost, I think that people come in with the expectation that, like, a matchmaker is a mystical fairy creature yeah, that's going to, like, yeah, like a gypsy yeah. that's, like, you <laughs> belong with you, yeah. come together and magic. <laughs> but it's actually not like that. I like to think that I'm helping you write your love story. Yeah. You're coming in already with you know, your baggage, your expectations, your hurt, your pain. A lot of people, um, you know, still carry hurt and pain from, you know, previous relationship. And they're coming with that and they're just like, help me. I've dated a narcissist. That's kind of been the theme of of this month. A lot of my new clients have dated narcissists. And, you know, the reality is, is that um, that's not how it works. You're kind of doing 50% of the work and I'm doing 50% of the work. And so initially I meet all of my clients via Zoom. You know, I live in Bali. All of my clients are in the U.S. They're all over the U.S. Um, We meet via Zoom. So it's a face-to-face interaction. Um, We discuss everything. I like to know about their previous, you know, their past relationship. I like to know about their childhood. What were your parents like? Did you grow up in a, you know, a single uh, parent household? Uh, what was it like? Uh, what what has your experience been? Have you been married? What what drew you to that person? So I want to know everything about this person and, you know, what led them to become who they are at this present moment. Mm-hmm. And then also just like, Uh, what they expect to find on paper because oftentimes people come with a list and it's like they're they're shopping for the love of their life on amazon yeah you know and so i'm like okay great we're gonna match you with the perfect person on paper but eventually we're gonna like dismantle that thought process and we're gonna try to get you to the point where you realize that it's a soul to soul connection it's not about Mm -hmm. oh he needs to be six feet tall and i get it i'm tall you're tall tall. we want that (laughs) but sometimes you know a soul a heavy soul to soul connection you know it's not determined by height or you know by wealth or 
you know, different things like yeah. that, superficial things like that. And so, yeah, that's how it is in the beginning. In the beginning, it's just about getting to know them and what their expectations are and letting them hold on to their expectations, but allowing the experience to unravel other truths, mm-hmm. you know? So that makes sense. I mean, I think like, it's so funny. I have like when girls all talk and like, what's your type? And like, I'll uh-huh. always like list out my type and it's never the guy I date. No. Like never. No. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, why do I even say I have a type? If I don't even actually ever date that person, like, on paper. And, like, I've even dated people who, on paper, were, like, everything your parents dreamed you wanted them to be with. Like, they're well-educated. They have an amazing job. They're going places. Like, they dress nice. They care about the way they look. And, like, then it comes down to, like, outside of that little box of a person, it's, like, you don't mesh at all. Exactly. And so it could be amazing. And, like, I remember I was so young and I was dating a guy and, like, on paper, it was, like, everything a girl would really want. Like, exactly. in terms of that, you know, house that you build in your head of who the person is. And then when we were dating, like, towards the end of a relationship, like, it just, we were not compatible at all anymore. Right. Like, we just grew apart. We were completely different people. Right. So it's, like, on paper, it was great, wonderful, whatever. Right. But in reality, it was, like, not, you know... Exactly. Exactly. And so that's kind of like where I think a lot of people make a mistake where they're like, oh, on paper, this is what I want. And so they think that you're 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 kind of Frankensteining a a partner in a sense where you're like, and he will have amazing hair (laughs) and green eyes and his personality will be like this and he'll be emotionally available. And then suddenly you're just kind of like Frankensteining this person that might not even exist. And even if he does, you're like fuck this is boring yeah you know and you realize that okay great like my parents are gonna love you but they're not the one that the ones that have to fuck you you yeah, know what exactly. i mean like i have to come home to you every night 110 percent. and so yeah and and so i think that it's important to kind of go into the dating world really without any expectations although i understand that that's hard because expectations kind of come from even previous relationships yep. from what hollywood fed to us we've been watching disney movies all our lives yeah. you know we're kind of like where's my prince charming <laughs> where's it slipping off my feet <laughs> exactly yeah so you know it, it it kind of already sets you up for failure when you have a list of expectations and in a sense it makes you a sucky dater yeah you know because now you're coming out into the dating world and you're like everyone sucks but it's like no wait maybe it's me because i have all of these yeah. these expectations this poor person sitting in front of me just wants to be themselves yeah and i'm like but you don't match this yeah. i drew this it's picture yeah. exactly <laughs> like why don't you match this yeah 100 that's what I also think, like, the dating apps have also ruined a lot of it. Because if you think yeah. about it, the dating app is just shallow in itself. Totally. Like, the whole thing is you're looking at someone through their pictures and you're judging them off the bat without knowing anything about them. Oh, my God. And totally. I've gone on, I, you know, I've been on the dating apps, especially here in Bali, what else are you going to do? I mean, how I've gone on great dates and I've mm. gone on absolutely horrible ones. Uh-huh. And it's like, the absolutely horrible ones, sometimes you're like, oh, he's really good looking, like, it's going to be great. And you go and you're like, wow, I hate you within exactly. five seconds. Like, exactly. And almost, sometimes like it's so shallow. Like I yeah. dated someone here who on like their dating app, I was like, I feel like I've seen him in person before and the pictures I couldn't really tell. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like we'll just chat, whatever. And we ended up meeting and then had a great connection and ended up dating for a little bit. And, you know, that would have never happened if I played the same shallow game I always was. Right. I was like, I think I've seen him in person. I think like I've recognized him and I think I've like... Because I could put a face to a name, not that that helps anything, but mm. 
if I would have gone by just straight up like, oh, is this a shirtless whatever pick of a really good looking guy <laughs> who's tall and whatever. Like, I mean, granted, yeah, you know, he was good looking, but still in the sense yeah. of like pictures aren't, we can't always judge someone. I literally went into the date being like, I turned to my roommate and I was like, I'm just, I was like, you know what? There's nothing going on right now. I'm going to go get like a drink. We'll go on right. a date. Probably end up like friends. He might end up hating me. I might hate him. Right. But you know what? Screw it. Like I'm bored on a Tuesday. Right. Went and I was like, I left the date and I was like, wait a minute. Like what just happened? I was like, that was actually a good date. <laughs> and I was like, sometimes I feel like when you go into it with that yeah. mindset of this is the person, like he's right. checking off those boxes and then you go and you're like, wow I don't like you exactly (laughs) isn't that funny how that happens like your Frankenstein partner finally you know raises from the table and you're like just go back to sleep dude you know what I mean so that's the way it is but Bali in itself is interesting so I'd actually like to know about your dating experience in Bali please tell me all about it because I've kind of semi avoided it I I wish I avoided it too I mean it's hard because we obviously there's no tourism right now. We live in a very small little mm. town. There's not a lot of people. There's a decent amount, but like it is such a shallow game. And totally. not to like did like put down any boys, but like the amount of attractive men versus attractive women here is insanely different. Oh my gosh. Like there are beautiful girls everywhere. Like yes. drop dead gorgeous and all from different like ethnicities yes. whatever like you can get any flavor you want and high quality women yeah holy who like moly. doing their thing like hustling have a business exactly. do whatever and then you have these boys who like yeah some of them are doing great things but like in terms of like quality right there's not that much and you know you'll go on i've been on a couple days but like for instance one of the first guys who i met here we ended up, like, we spent New Year's, like, whatever, night, all at the same party, hung out, all that kind of stuff. We were chatting. We, like, planned a date. Mm. And, like, a week later, I met this girl through my roommate, and she's been dating him for three months. Wow. And I was like... That's a long-term relationship in Bali. <laughs> it is. It is. Like, that's a long-term... When are they time. getting married? And I was like, uh... So she's like, you guys have someone in common. She didn't yeah. know. And I was like really sorry to break it to you like yeah. this is what's been going on granted like I stopped talking to him probably a week or two prior yeah. so I didn't really care but like for her it sucked like she was like what the hell like I didn't know any of this let me happening. tell you we are all in a polyamorous relationship oh out here in Bali and we don't even know it, it we're like crazy. all connected but I think the problem here is like guys have this massive ego yes so it's like you go out with them and like they're like all all the girls want me all the right. girls want this so they just like they trickle around right. you like i said like i you know i've gone on dates i've dated people here and you know when it's convenient they want you and then when it's not they don't and then when you right. move on they want you again right and it's, it's like you can't play this juggle game right so i like was here my first whatever month or two and just trying to meet people wasn't going well was meeting the trash of the trash of Jenga mm. to be honest like mm. it just wasn't it wasn't going well and then I went on the date with the guy I was telling you about who just like surprised me and we ended up like being hot and heavy for like two months like spent every single day together wow. and it wasn't bad like it was great when it was happening but right. as things start to unfold and I think obviously in Bali like relationships go at the freaking speed of light absolutely you know one month it takes you at home what three weeks to go on three dates with someone right. here it takes you three days oh, oh, like yeah. you can go you can hang out every single day if you want to oh, yeah. so we were hanging out 
all the time and like spent so much time together so we dated for like two months and at that point it felt like we've been together for like six months like i felt right. like i was married like people met us and was literally were like oh that's your husband like it's your bali husband no that's it like it's just that's how it was but exactly. then obviously things come to light and i think a lot of times in the beginning of relationships you get really caught up in the in the like the fairy tale of it all right and then as practicalities of lifestyles come out or goals or dreams or things like that and they just don't align you're like right whoa like I was a little blinded you know by what I wasn't seeing and obviously he's not a bad person he's a great person but I was just like I don't know how this would really ever work because but Sometimes in Bali, I feel like we get so caught up in things that we right. forget to talk about, like, the nitty-gritty of, you know, where life is. And you're like, oh, well, I've only been dating him for two months. Like, why do we talk about that? But, like, when you spend every freaking day together. No, it's so different. And you know what? Like, we, we're literally, like, in one of, like, the top honeymoon spots. So you're also going on, like, constant honeymoons with these guys. Like, especially if you're escaping Changu. Yeah. And you're going to, like, these crazy beautiful hotels and you're overlooking the mules it's just in such an insane place to date it's so insane and so like the reputation that Changu has is that it starts off really intense hot and heavy and the way just as fast as it comes it goes goes. it's as fast as it goes and I think that people what they don't realize is that they also start to establish like a reputation men obviously in within our community a community of women we're like wait a minute you're dating that dude and then we kind of start to talk about it and i also heard men men and changu if you're listening i heard about your little whatsapp group chat chat, let's talk about that we know about it yeah you know what i mean and if we find out who's on it ladies let's make a commitment to avoid these men because you do not want to end up in that group chat no like no. and this isn't about like men versus women but you know respect. it's yeah it's about respect like someone is giving you their time especially you know women out here we some of us have the desire to be in serious relationships so we're in a sense also giving you kind of our hearts yeah and so just try to have some respect god try to have yeah. some respect no i mean i think it goes it goes both ways like i know girls who guys are like oh we know that girl yeah and then girls yeah. who are like oh we know that like that guy's totally ever but I, you know what I also find really funny and that I've seen happen with my friends, I've seen happen with me, I've seen mm. with a bunch of people, is that friend groups of guys here don't mind all, like, dating the same person. Like, one of my friends, like, she, you know, was talking to a guy for a while and then he left and then the friend wanted to talk to her and then it wasn't an endeavor for one to talk to her. And I, mm. like, I've met guys where I've hung out with them, like, went on a date or two whatever things fizzled out and then their good friend tries to like go on a date with me and i'm like what yeah 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 i don't understand like the dynamic there like why would you want to but it's just we're in this really weird bubble right now totally is a weird bubble it's the circle of love out here i don't know if i call it love i don't even know (laughs) i think it's like the circle of lust i think it is it is it's so much so lustful it's funny because like when i initially got here and people started finding out what i did for a living yeah you know, I had a lot of people that were like, oh my God, can you like create a workshop out in Bali? And I was like, hell no. Did you not <laughs> yeah. see that Jesus meme going around? Yeah. Where yeah. Jesus is, you know, someone is praying for love and Jesus is like, where are you located? And they're like, Changu. And Jesus is laughing. Like, like that's no. me. Jesus and I are on yeah. the same team, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Honestly, I just, I, I refuse to work in Bali. I think I that we have so many nationalities so many people who live different walks of life mm. but like 
I think people get intrigued by someone so easily. Like Absolutely. You could find your little British London boy if you want. You can find your crazy Australian. You could find your partying Dutch. You could find your drinking German. You could find your nice, sweet French. Like, whatever it is, like, you could dabble in whatever you want. So I think people, like, the options are so endless. Absolutely. I found to be the same with my friends who dated in New York City. Like, when when you're in the same, like... The options are so endless that no one wants to commit. Like, no one wants Absolutely. to settle down. So it's like, you're in the zone where some people do want to find a relationship. Absolutely. And, like, you're just basically doomed. And you know what's really funny is that I think that Tinder has kind of created, like, this very dopamine-driven uh, dating culture. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I want a banana. And then you get your banana and you're like, <laughs> now I want an apple. <laughs> yeah. So you just keep, like, swiping. And what's interesting is, like... I think San Francisco is a great example. So I had moved to San Francisco back in 2015. And I think that's around the time that these apps were like coming out. And at that time, a lot of people were expressing that they wanted to be monogamous. Hey, I want to get into a monogamous relationship. Great. No problem. I went back to San Francisco about a year ago before coming to Asia over a year ago. And suddenly everyone was like, we are polyamorous. And I'm like, really? (laughs) Or are you just addicted to the apps? Are you just addicted to swiping? And so I think that... No, and, and this is no shade to the polyamory community. Yeah. Polyamorous people have always existed. And, you know, I love that. I love even thinking about it for myself sometimes. But, you know, it was just interesting how, you know, the dating apps have completely shifted the way that we date, where it's just like we are never satisfied. We no. want to continue to see. there's always something else. Yeah, and you're like, is there something better? Is there something yeah. better? Is there something better? And I think that even Bali is a good example of that. It's like San Francisco in that way, where we're just so dopamine driven. And even our yeah. lifestyle is kind of like that. Because, like, we have the best of the best right we wanted to provide the best life for ourselves and that's the reason why we're digital nomads because we love fun and we love to lead a a fun fulfilling life and so freedom-based one and all that in a sense like that kind of correlates to the way that we date as well where it's just very dopamine driven and so when you get to that point out here in in bali especially where suddenly you're just like two old married couples and you're just the passion is kind of not fading, but it's definitely not as hot and heavy as it was in the beginning. Yeah. Suddenly it's like, oh, yawn. I need to go look for an apple now. Yeah. This banana is getting rotten. You know, and it's kind of like that. So um, it's all about, you know, the grass is greener on the other side mindset. And I like the, the, the quote that says the grass is greener where you water it. Yeah. And 100%. we're kind of starting to stray away from those value systems. And... Mm-hmm. You know, our generation is definitely paying for it yeah. now. And they're kind of like, what is wrong? Why was it so much easier, you know, like 40 years ago? Yeah. Well, I also think like here, it's like you get your ego stroked so oh easily. Like I can go on Tinder right now and pull up conversations or pull up whatever swipe left, 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 right, right, right. And get my ego stroked if I wanted to. Like you could be dating someone and they're not giving you attention. You're like, well, I just go on Tinder. And like someone mm-hmm. new here, like... You know, there are still people trickling in slowly. Like, I've just met in the past couple weeks a whole new group of people that just got here, like, boys and stuff. Yeah. And, like, being friends with them, it's funny just watching, like, you know, people find it's, like, fresh meat here. Mm. They find them and they're like, that one's new. That one's new. Oh, my God. And it's insane. Like, you can go out at the bars and you can see it at night. Like, the, you know, it's, it's, it's just crazy. And I don't think that there's much going to change in this and besides being like in this bubble mm. we also live a very transient life right so my friends from home always be like "Ooh, what's dating like what's i'm like it's actually horrible yeah. because it's like you could meet somebody but they right. could also be leaving 
they could also right. be going whatever. Like you're never you're not in a stationary place where like, oh, we both live in Jersey. Oh, we're both gonna probably right. get a, like live in the same area, maybe buy a house one day and we'll both work Nothing there. It's like, like that. Bali's never a, like a stationary place for a lot of people. People come and they go and come and go. No. Come and never come back. Like Right. Right. It's so hard to date when you don't even know what your plan is. And like when I dated the guy here, it was another thing I'd always try and ask. I'm like, mm. how do you feel about the fact that I'm leaving for a couple months? And he'd be like, well, I, just, I haven't really thought about it. Right. And I'm like, no. is it because you're so used to people leaving? Is it right. Because like, I'm not important. Like, who knows oh, what the answer would be. Yeah. But it's like when you live that lifestyle, you can't even think like a month and like a month ahead right. of you because lord knows what could change absolutely and i think on this side of reality the you know alternative life yeah you know i think people are kind of afraid to have those conversations as well because you feel in a sense that you're interfering with someone's like plans like travel plans suddenly you're like oh i'm i'm, I'm nomadic like i could pick up and go anywhere so the reality is is that if you wanted to have a long-term relationship you could because everyone out here has the freedom to do that yeah so I think that oftentimes we'll kind of try to blame it on like, oh, uh, I, I, I have to pick up and, and, and leave. I could pick up and leave and follow you. Yeah. Like we could go together. Let's go. Let's do this. But yeah. that's not what it is. It's something so much deeper than that, you know. And so in Bali, it's it's been interesting just to kind of like watch the, the, the dating world from afar because I haven't participated too much. I'm actually in a relationship. I'm in a yeah. Bali relationship, oh, which has somehow that. lasted Almost half a year. That is amazing. Which that's like three years. Girl, I got the gold medal. <laughs> exactly. I am I am right now like yeah. aiming for the gold medal. You are and you are I have to lead by out. example because yeah, I'm a course. matchmaker. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that in itself is a miracle. Yeah. How did you guys meet? So we actually met on Tinder. Okay. So we met before he came out here. So I got him while he was while he was not contaminated he by was the still, like day negative. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I was like, let me get you before you, uh, you, you, you reach Bali, yeah. you know? And so, you know, he wasn't here yet, but he was swiping here and then we met and it was wonderful. Yeah. And that was our story. Well, it's not much of a story, is it? I just kind of <laughs> summarized it a little bit. I told you in the beginning, but it's been a wonderful experience. Yep. And so when people know that I'm date, well, that I'm with someone, they're just like, how are you with someone in Bali? And I'm just like, I don't know. We're just kind of going with the flow and it's working. And it seems kind of like my experience seems a little bit different, you know, from other people's experience. But I don't put a lot of, you know, um, I don't have a lot of expectations. I don't like to stress myself out. I don't like to stress my partner out. It's just really let's go with the flow. Let's live in the moment. And then if it comes a time that we want to start planning for our future, then it should be mutual yeah. and we should both feel joy and pleasure and excitement and that's it you know it's not you know dating relationship should be should be nice it should, it should feel be good easy. it should be and it's actually like you're having like you're like oh it's easy it's wonderful whatever yeah. and all of a sudden it starts to get hard and you're like oh fuck like, yeah i gotta work a little gotta on work this, and, try so. and sometimes like you can work through it and sometimes it's like big old red flags fly in your face oh my god you so know, much so go and like i've have i've had friends who like dated and i'm just like Dude, this man's covered in red flags. Like, covered. Totally. But, you know, I think a lot of people have this, like, Bali dating dream. Yes. It's like, I'm going to meet my man in Bali. Yes. We're going to create this nomadic life together. Yes. Live and, like, travel the world and be that beautiful couple. And it's like, you can be, but you also yes. be freaking realistic with who you're trying to pick doing Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I think that you also have to kind of, like, do the work, the internal work on yourself. And I know this sounds super Ubudian, but it's it's the truth. Like, yeah. I was in a, in a very, like, long-term relationship uh, two years ago, and I totally took two years off. I was like, I need to work on myself. And there's a lot of things that I learned along the way, both with, you know, matchmaking and also just 
you know, in my personal life where there were a lot of like psychological, also spiritual things that I needed to really work on. And so for the people listening, what I recommend is definitely learning about attachment styles. Uh, there's a book uh, called uh, Attached by, I believe, Amir Levine. I hope that I'm <laughs> saying yeah. the name right. <laughs> but it's it's a very important thing to learn how you show up in the dating world because then we also have those psychological, you know, issues where mm. are you secure when you're building a relationship, which in Bali a lot of people have proven that they're not. Yeah. Are you avoidant, which in Bali a lot of people have proven that they are? Yep. Or are you anxious, which is the person that shows up to the relationship feeling like super anxious, like does this person love me? Does this person not? And yeah. they need a lot of validation. They need a lot of words of affirmation. You know, and so it's kind of also important to know like what your defects are and what's uh hindering your ability to connect because everyone wants a a serious relationship but sometimes we don't know what's preventing us from getting there and even the guys in bali who are part of that ridiculous fucking group (laughs) chat they have the desire to be in a loving relationship it's innate it's within us to want a partner you know and so i i i always tell my clients like these are the things you have to learn about yourself you have to know what your love language is you have to know your attachment style you have to understand the feminine masculine energy dynamic in a relationship you know, and so, yeah, it's all about doing the work, the internal work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely think a lot of people need to start doing that. I mean, I need to myself, like, I avoid all that stuff. I'm just like, I'm here, like, come, either like me or don't like me. But I find it funny because I've had issues. I'm a very, like, outgoing, like, mm. I will be in the bar dancing. I will yeah. be having my time. I'm going to get drunk. Like, that's just my personality. Love. I'm super, super social. I'm going to talk to everyone, make friends. But a lot of guys don't like that. Like, right. it's that whole, like, you are so out there. Like, right. whatever. When can you calm down? And I've dated, I've had, like, multiple boyfriends in the past be like, yeah. Christina, like, we're dating now. Like, can you just not? No. And I'm like, no, but it's not my personality. Like, it's right. That's my energizer bunny. Like, that's just who I am. And I find it funny, like, when you try and date and then you find people. I've had literally guys, like, who I've dated who have been like, I love that you are so outgoing, you are the life of the party, you are so fun. And then a couple weeks in, you're like, your lifestyle's a problem for me. Right. And I'm like, you literally said you liked it in the beginning. You're like, like my happy lifestyle is a problem for yeah, you. Yeah, like, my life, your lifestyle's a problem. Like, and I've had that been told to me here. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. Then my lifestyle's not for you. Right. Like, there right. should never be a chance where you change who you are, like, to the core. Like, no, not I that agree. I can take the alcohol out of it and still be the social energizer buddy, still going out and, like, you know, being social and going to events right. and stuff. It's not the parting aspect that I need to hold on to. It's like the, I'm going to befriend everyone. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to go to a party and probably leave you and go chat and make some friends and be fine and come back to an event and be like, this is my boyfriend. Like, look who I've met. Like, blah, blah, blah. But so many people, I think, here, they pretend they put these Instagrams up with their abs mm. in the gym and Body Factory, which I go mm. to and like, I'm not going to shit on too okay. much. But Shout out the, to not, Body not the Factory. Gym. It's not the gym that I, it's just the people, like, they go, and it's, people go to work out to watch people look at them. Right. And it's like, you have all this, but what do you have inside? Like, right. you're great, you have a 12-pack, that's wonderful, you look fantastic, but if you can't hold a goddamn conversation, like, where Goodbye. does that lead you? No, exactly. And I feel like that happens so much here, where guys just rely on, like, them looking good. Totally. And then you go to, like, actually, like, get deeper in a conversation, and you're like, is is anyone home exactly (laughs) you can't go down the rabbit hole sometimes with some of the guys here and I agree they they do rely a lot on looks and I think that sometimes that's enough for some women where it's like okay great I have a good looking guy this is great this is wonderful this is Instagrammable I mean we do live in on an island where Instagram haven it is yeah so it's all about like do you look good in front of this waterfall babe yeah but 
for some people that's not enough you need substance you need to go down the rabbit hole it's so sexy when you're just like oh my god we're talking about all sorts of different things and life we're talking about aliens we're talking about (laughs) you know whatever it is yeah whatever you're talking about you're just like so into it and it's like a a freaking high that you get off of meeting people like that but it's it's not it's not often that we come and i'm so sorry i feel like i'm shitting on bali and i'm sorry bali community it's not like it's not even like shitting i would say it's just being realistic right for those who want to come to bali and date and stuff i mean granted when like borders open things might be different but then you then you really face the battle of people being super transient right that's when people aren't even staying still like I backpacked for six months mm. and I literally probably like fell in love three times like Ooh. and not like hard but you know like you, you just, have an open you ass have, heart girl <laughs> but you know you like, meet someone and you're like yes like on it like we were like you know together whatever for however many days traveling together and you just feel that like oh my god I just really really like you and then well I gotta go you're like okay well now like exactly this is where i would be like well let's go together and they're like okay restraining order can i get an international restraining order sometimes it's like (laughs) like i tended i don't know it's it's sometimes you have different dreams different whatever Mm -hmm. we just wanted to go to different places you know or they were going back home and going back to work and i was still sitting there like Mm. i got i met a guy out in thailand who like just fell in love with me Mm. and he was great like I really really liked him and we had our little like day dates and whatever and hung out the whole time and then he had to go back home and he was like I I don't want to go like I've never met somebody like before my life like I really think I shouldn't go home like my family's telling me like whatever so we're out at the bar his last night and he literally gets down on a knee and proposes to oh me. Oh my god, I was kidding. That's what he <laughs> no. did. Oh so no. He proposed no, to me in front, of, in front of all of our friends we were with. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? No, Whatever. you didn't so say he took yeah. A, he took a ring off one of my fingers and put it on my like engagement finger ring. And and so that morning I woke up and I was like, oh god. I was like, easy. And then right. in the morning he was like, uh, he touched my finger. He was like, oh, you're the ring's still there. He's like, we're engaged. And then we chatted like all the time. He'd voice note me, wow. like voice whatever FaceTime while he's home. And then obviously things fizzle out. Like right. it's just inevitable that it does. Right. And then obviously he got a girlfriend back at home because he was spent went back what? to living normal life back I'm in. I'm like, what England. the hell am I supposed to do with this ring now? Well, it was my own ring. It was actually a ring that I got in Bali. Oh god. And then no. I was in Thailand, obviously. He took it off one of my other hands and put it on that finger. And then I remember at one point I looked down and I was like, okay, I can't stop keep wearing this. This is weird. Okay. Like, but it was my ring that I picked out was kind of annoying because it like has this yeah. weird like like thing that when I look at it I just think of him like, right I was like well t- I was like technically I wasn't like, like it proposed to but Titanic it but it's Let like it funny go. when it happens like mm. those stories you know just it's one of those like travel girl loves. I do not have any travel stories <laughs> like that okay my travel stories are I reached the peak of the mountain and I was proud of myself <laughs> it's not like a guy went down on one knee and like proposed to me in front of all my friends and I had like a temporary like fiance fiance exactly fiance for like a couple what, of days what what where know? are you what what <laughs> I just it, I'm like you know I'm never at a loss for words yeah. and you literally <laughs> just made that happened I'm like what like I don't know I think it's just like I don't know I'm very energetic yeah that's the thing is I I pull people in with all my energy yeah and then at a certain point they're either like I love it or whoa this is a lot and so it like goes both ways so I find a lot of like short like little flames 
Okay, so have you dated, like, introverts by any chance? Like, very introverted men? I can't. Okay, I was gonna say, because the reason I ask is because usually when I interview introverted men, they're like, I want someone who's super-duper extroverted because she's gonna be the confetti, you know, in my life. And they really freaking dig that. And actually, I relate to you where usually I'm, like, a ball of energy and I'm very, like, all over the place. Maybe you haven't seen me like that lately because, according (laughs) to my sister, parasites are eating my energy. So... (laughs) internal parasites I just found this out today guys shout out to my little sister who just told me that parasites are eating away at my energy there you go but I find that my my uh, current partner he's introverted and I find that I I, like I, I tell him I'm like you're like the campfire in my life like you soothe me you make me feel calm and then when he sees me like behaving in such an outgoing crazy way where I'm like dancing twerking doing all this crazy stuff he's like kind of living vicariously through me and he's like I love that you're like this because he lacks so much of that but I lack so much of what he has which is that calm demeanor and so in a sense we really balance each other out but but the funny thing about introverts and give them a chance Christina well the one guy give them a chance I guess you kind of say was introverted he'd come out he didn't really drink he didn't really drink he'd come out and just chill and he'd be like you know whenever you want to leave let me know and he'd like laugh at me and like make like he'd be like you're a funny drunk and he would like enjoy it but then over time it just became an issue okay like, that just kind of seems to be the the i've never dated someone who's my match who's like my equal energy because i truly think we would think we would guys, burn down a city oh my god i was just gonna say that no, it would not work it, no we would it ever would just be like head to head all the all the time you would actually tell him your lifestyle is a problem sir <laughs> <laughs> like you'd look at yeah. him and you'd be like i can't handle you yeah i would say i've always had people who like were normal in terms of energy going right. out, whatever i had one ex-boyfriend who he was a little bit more in check he was he wasn't the life of the party but like, everyone knew him he was right. chatty he was whatever right. One of the best humans in the entire world. Still think he is. Just wasn't my person. Like, right. And that, I think those are the worst breakups in relationships. Oh because it's like, I looked at him and I was like, you are amazing. Like, you're going to be the best dad. You're going to be the best husband to somebody. Like, he was truly and genuinely one of the, like, best people. Mm. And, but our lifestyles didn't match. He didn't travel. He right. wasn't part of his goals. He, you know, was kind of confused on where he wanted to be in life. And I was just like, I... I know where I want to be. I know what right, I want to do. And right. It doesn't involve being in the States and for you it does. So it's right. like, it's not going to work. And we ended up breaking up and it was a horrible breakup because he was like, what the hell did I do? Uh-huh. And I was like, you literally did nothing. Like it's just uh-huh. truly, you're not my person. Like, right. but you know, when someone looks at you and you're like, you know, like you are their sun, moon, stars, whatever. Right. Like, they loved you, but you're like, but my love for you is there. It's just not right. anywhere at the same level as you. And it's no. not fair to keep dating. We were dating for two years. Like totally. It's not fair to keep dating to see if like one day it's, Right, right. Like, I was like, I gotta just kind of transition away. Right. And what I think is unusual is that sometimes uh, people, when you get along with your partner, they're like, but you get along. Isn't that enough? And it's like, no, I'm not excited about the future. Like, yes, we get along, but that's a friend. To me, that sounds like a friend. Like, you could be a friend, but you can't be a partner. If you're not excited about the future that you're building with that person, if they're not, if their goals in life are not aligned with yours, like big goals, like really big goals, like traveling, for instance, and you feel like you're just not excited about where you're going, then yeah, it is a mismatch. And you're just kind of stringing along this relationship that doesn't feel right. And if it doesn't feel right, it's not right. Let it go, people. 100%. Because I I mean, just because you get along with someone, that doesn't mean anything it's not a romantic you know relationship yeah. it's just oh we get along that's I enough know. right it's hard though sometimes like I've dated a lot of people where our personalities are just on it like yeah. we just match we have this like spark this yeah. chemistry but like 
when you break it down to our lives, our lives are not nowhere near compatible. And right. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? So I'm like, I, not that I'm doing anything wrong, but it's obviously you have to go through whatever, how many frogs, right. find your prince, whatever the saying is. But like, I think sometimes it's hard because you like, you want your energies to match. Right, you want your right. personalities to freaking click. You want to have fun and Absolutely. laugh together and just like be silly and do whatever. And you can do all those things, but like, if you don't share the same goals and values and morals for your life, like it's never going to work no matter how great of a person they are. No, no. But um, I think sometimes like looking too into the future can also like hinder that connection yeah. because you really never know. Like a goal is something that's constantly shifting. So to just expect, and this is, and, and I'll give you a little bit of coaching yeah. here, just to <laughs> kind of like expect that that person's going to have, share the same goals as you right there overnight you know, it's it's not it's not fair because everyone has like different goals in life. Yeah. But sometimes when you begin to establish a relationship where the connection is there, the fun is there, the spark is there, you guys begin to kind of like morph into this one one thing, like this yeah. one entity in a sense. And so suddenly you begin to realize that your goals also shift because you have another person in your life that yeah. you care about. And you're like, oh, I want my goals to reflect that wonderful future that is no longer just mine but is ours yeah and so i think that don't focus too much on the goals that that person has like i said if it's travel like this lifestyle is a lifestyle ones that are like important no imperative lifestyle yeah that's something that you just you can't compromise obviously you don't want to live in the nine to five conventional american lifestyle you want to be on this side of reality well that's fine but going forward if they're here with you and their goals just seem to be a little bit different and you're just like okay it's gonna change it's gonna change and i agree and i i learned at a young age because i dated someone who was like doing really well in life and doing whatever and i was like this is not worth the the negativity that came from the relationship. Right. Like, that wasn't everything. Just being like, I, I knew, I was like, one day I could have, like, the big house if I stuck with this. I could have everything. But, like, mm. I wouldn't be happy. What's that worth? But I think there's also a difference between, like, goals and passions. Like, mm. for me, I don't need you to be like, I'm going to make $200,000 by, like, by the end of this year and mm. we're going to be doing this and having so much money. Like, money is amazing. Yes. But money isn't everything. No. But having a passion or drive to do something is immensely important to me. It's like, sexy. I don't care what you're what your real passion is just like have a passion for something oh my god christina that is like almost the number one requirement that women have yeah when it comes to like what they're it's looking sexy. for so some of the things that are sexy now that we're kind of like going into this conversation for women just so you know and i love to talk about masculine feminine yeah. energy and so one of a lot of the criteria that women want in a man is someone who's confident who's like leading the relationship is Especially if you show up in the world as yeah. a masculine, which yeah. is something we have to do yeah. because we have to be the breadwinners of our own yeah. life when you're single. And so you have to go out and show up in your masculine energy on a daily basis and hunt, you know. And so when you're in the presence of a man, suddenly you're like, I want someone who's kind of leading me a little bit, who's confident, yeah. who's decisive, who's passionate, who is goal oriented, who's making money. And yeah. even if they're not making money, they're like kind of building that foundation for themselves women look at that and they are innately they're like whoa yeah like you're that hot you're you planned a date for us hot yeah that's hot but even like it's it's as simple though sometimes as planning a date girl that's all it takes guys just fucking plan a date and and pay for it too pay for it for jesus fucking christ pay for it like it's not that hard to be like hey 
let's go to Riviera for dinner tonight. Seven o'clock, are you free? Right. How hard is that to do? Oh my People God. here are like, I'll pick you up. I'm going to go for a Bonus. walk on the beach like sometime this week. Maybe I'll chat to you again next Wednesday. And I'm like, don't waste well, Let me time. tell you something. Do you know how annoying it is when a guy invites you out on a date and he's like, so what do you want to do? As soon as you ask me that, I do not want to do yeah. you. <laughs> That's for sure. I don't want to do you. Yeah. No, I know. I'm like, does that answer decisive. your question? Like, be decisive. Like, tell Come me. Come like, on. This is yeah, it's, it's hot. It's like a masculine. And I think for me especially like I have very much like a masculine energy I'm not Same. a feminine energy girl like, Same. am I gonna sit there back there and be like oh like so cute I'm like no like just do it so I need I can't have someone who's like more who's less like energetically no. like masculine than I am in that sense because it's just like I'll walk all over you exactly and we and hate that no it's not cute we like- hate that <laughs> now what happens is when a man comes into your life that isn't his masculine energy and ladies and men you, you know ladies and gentlemen masculine energy and a macho man are two different things yes. a masculine man is a healthy it's a healthy energy that we feel yeah. it's just an innate thing and so when someone comes into your life where they're just in their masculine they're confident they're decisive they're the planners they're kind of like taking a little bit of that leadership in a yeah. more obvious way because we lead in our own way as the women but in their their way is a little bit more obvious you immediately are like hmm you kind of go into your feminine. You feel really flirty. You're kind yeah. of being a bit more nurturing. You're catering to this person in a very different way that you wouldn't for a man who's like, I don't know, what should what yeah. should we do? Suddenly you're just like annoyed and you're not really providing this person with these wonderful gifts that only women have, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, all of that that you just said kind of goes into us showing up in our feminine where we feel good. We're like, oh God, he's really taking initiative. He's really super decisive. He's strong and he's a leader. And it's just like an innate thing. We kind of want that man who has that hunter-gatherer thing going, yeah. you know? Yeah, 110%. It's just Hello. Like, you want to feel that, you know? Oh my God, totally. So if you had to give someone like top two or three tips if they want to attract someone into a life that's like, you know, good for them, whether it's self-work or whatever, what would you oh say? Oh my God. So they? number one the number one most important thing is self-work. I really believe that self-love is like the biggest safety net for anyone. It's yeah. if you really love yourself where you get to know yourself, you give the time to say, who am I as a person? And then you, it turns out you love that person. And if you don't, then work on yourself. Mm-hmm. But once you get to that level where you love yourself, that is a shield against narcissism. Yeah. That is a shield against, you know, that's a, that's, that's a person that's creating healthy boundaries for themselves yeah. and also sticking to it. Like where you're like, if you cross this line, you're out. When you love yourself, you're protecting yourself. Yeah. And so I think that self-work is definitely number one. Don't get involved in a relationship if you do not have love yeah. for yourself. You know, it's it's the number one most important thing. And get to know who you are. Because when you're in a relationship, especially if you establish a relationship with a narcissistic person, they'll try to gaslight. They'll try to tell you yeah. who you are. They'll try to bring you down to a level that is less of you. That is less of you. And if you go in there with a concrete understanding of who you are, then no one can tell you shit. Yeah. So love yourself. Work on yourself. And of course, the number two advice would be let go of the expectations let go of the list Mm -hmm. let it go let it go because the person who is right for you is it shouldn't shouldn't uh be able you shouldn't be able to write them down on a piece of paper i mean what kind of person is that that you could literally predict who they're gonna be or that you can literally write down like personality traits and characteristics and looks and all this like no you shouldn't be able to write 
the love of your life on a piece of paper. Yeah. It should just be this feeling that you're just like, this feels right. And yeah, I had no idea that it. this would be the person that would, you know, capture my soul and my attention. Yep. Don't go in with expectations. Let life surprise you. That's the beauty of life, you know? Yeah. So those would be my, my two top tips. Yeah, I think it's important to like, when you feel that draw to someone, just like explore it, see what it is. Even a person might not be your typical because you never really know. I've never dated my typical type ever. Um, and it just doesn't seem to happen. No. And it's all because of like, the I just meet someone and I'm like, oh, like, I just kind of like you. Like something about you I like. Right. And then whatever, you know works out it doesn't obviously none of them have worked out but like you learn from them all you move absolutely on and you keep going but i i agree like i think people can you can try and manifest a person all you want but in reality you should just manifest a good connection with somebody instead I mean, of like a checklist absolutely it should just be something that your soul just feels awaken yeah where it's just so much deeper than what a piece of paper says like it should just feel like natural it should feel good it should feel exciting and if you're writing it down on a piece of paper then you're kind of expecting that the love of your life has to be that way and so you're putting yourself in a box so color outside of the lines date people that you would never date let me tell I'm gonna tell you a quick story about that actually so I had a client that she literally was like I do not want to date slender Asian men yeah I don't know what her thing was against slender Asian men but she's like I don't want to date slender Asian men that was like her only hang up anyways (laughs) So I'm looking, you know, I'm, I'm introducing her to all these men. Yeah. And suddenly she calls me. She's like, you are never going to believe who I met and who I like am super intrigued by. And yep. she's like a tall Asian man. There you go. And she's still dating him. It's been six months. Her experience with me has been paused. She's dating, uh, you know, a tall, slender yeah. Asian man, you know. And never so, know. hello. Yep. So that's just a perfect example. Don't just date outside the box. Don't have any expectation, guys. I totally agree. A six-pack is not going to love you. <laughs> also, the six-pack goes away over It time. does. And, you know, shout out to the dad bods because you guys, you guys are looking good, dad bods. I mean, I love a good six-pack. Don't get me wrong. But, like, if your six-pack's your personality, then we got an issue. I mean, hello, but, guys. Yeah. Again, a six-pack is not going to love you. Yeah. A six-pack no. is not going to hold you in the night. <laughs> I'm just saying. And, again, shout out to the dad bods. Yes. But I agree. Color outside the lines. Have fun. Enjoy it. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. It's been so much fun. Absolutely. Learned so much. Yeah. About myself, about others, everything in between. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Christina. This has been fun. Anytime, anytime. Yay. Thanks, guys, for listening. Keep up for next week's episode. It's coming soon. Can't wait. Thanks. See you all, crazy nomads. All right. If you are a new or aspiring entrepreneur who dreams of freedom and working from anywhere in the world, Click the link below and book a free discover call with me where we will break down the exact steps you need to take to make that dream life of yours an actual reality so we can get you started on the journey to becoming a digital nomad.